0: Hello and welcome to the Sensual Being podcast with myself your host Jolene Whiting. I have been a pole dance teacher for nearly 20 years, I'm also a yoga instructor and my favourite pastimes are connecting to my own sensuality, connecting with the world and connecting with animals. In this podcast, you'll find new and inventive ways of how you see yourself, connecting yourself with others, and also how you see and view the world around you. In this episode, we are going to be having a look at meditation practices versus a meditative practice. Hello, essential being, and thank you for tuning in to this episode today. I would like to discuss with you meditation versus meditative practices. So the difference between them, I'm not teaching you today how to meditate or exactly what to do. I'm just going to outline the differences so you get an idea. So a meditation is generally where we come into stillness Um, A lot of time it's sitting, laying down or you might find that you stand, either one of those but you bring your body into a sense of stillness. Now this can be transcendental, it can be spiritual, it can be mindfulness but a meditative practice is more getting into a flow like a state of flow where your mind kind of becomes kind of one with the universe and you're just cycling, running, walking, but something that you feel, you feel very connected to yourself. But the reason why I wanted to talk to you about these two things is because both of them are meditative practices, whether it's meditation or like running, cycling, walking, whatever you want to do to get into a flow state, they are all bringing you into a meditative state but the states are different. So you might think, oh, I can't sit there and meditate, but I can go running, that's my meditation. Yes and no. (laughs) So if you are running, for example, whether it's music, without, I used to like running and I used to have like the same songs playing over and over again because I used to find that I would dance to the beat and it's a little bit like dancing. You kind of feel like you're going the beat to the rhythm of life you know and it it drives you therefore like the energy is different and that's more of a meditative flow state um so you can get that cycling or you know and it can be music it can not be music it doesn't matter which one but both of them get you into a meditative state but what they don't do whilst you feel like you're getting like a downtime with your brain you might find you get clearer thoughts during and after what you don't do is bring the body into the physical act or stillness to be able to change neuro pathways in your brain now this is what meditation does this is what sitting with yourself will do so when you change those neuro pathways in your brain you are changing how you respond to things so instead of being reactive you become more responsive. So when things happen, you are able to rather fly off the hand. Maybe the kids are shouting again, the dog's barking, and you're like, Fido, will you be quiet? Shush. And it doesn't work because you basically just told the dog to do more and it's doing a good job. Carry on. You know, so it never works. You get these people that always shout. And then if you're somebody who does this with your kids, if they're playing but they're being quite loud, will you be quiet? You know it's you're responding in a way that's you're reacting in a way that's going to make them react back because that becomes their state of being as well. So what we want to do with meditation is bringing yourself into stillness. And it doesn't have to be for very long, but you want to try and do it regularly because your brain needs the regularity of it. And then you will start to find that when these situations happen, Like maybe you've had a long day at work and you're quite tired. You've got a bit of a headache, and the dog's barking, making a noise, and it's not the dog's fault, yeah. Maybe the door's gone, and it's telling you, you do know the doorbell's going. You're like, oh yeah, be quiet. But maybe you just take a breath, put the dog in another room, and you go answer the door, and you think, yes, it's barking, but it is a dog as well. Maybe the kids are playing, they're getting a bit too excited, they're getting a bit loud, and. Maybe you're thinking, do you know what? That's okay. They're just playing. They're not doing anything bad. I mean, I'm certain when things are different, if, you know, if the kids are in danger or they're really, they're the being naughty, maybe you need to do something about it. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about when things aren't actually wrong and you're flying off the handle. I haven't got time to do this. I've got to do all this. I just asked you a question. You know, when you're all having conversations like this, Maybe it's not you, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe they're flying off the handle and you're talking to them and you're going, but I'm not arguing with you. And they're like, yeah, but you're always saying this. And you're like, I'm really not. You know, it might not even be you. It might be them. Who knows? I'm not there with you now. So these are definitely things, little warning signs to think about. Now, these, whilst I say they're little warning signs that you need meditation, they are so common. I... uh, I remember finding it hard to find people in relationships where they're like, no, nah, don't argue. Because I seem to be, there's very few people I've met that say they don't argue and I don't argue and I will. I refuse to be with a partner who argues with me. I'm like, no, you can talk to me and I would talk to you back and we might not agree, but we don't need to argue. It's like, I never understood like like arguing and then like making up afterwards and like, no not interested if you want to argue with me I, I'm just not interested no we can talk we can talk um but yeah so it's it's finding more people like that because most people are like oh they really wound me up I can't wait to get out or to if you know, they're going away this weekend I can't wait because they're always like this you know and it's like you don't need to be like that This is why I'm such an advocate for meditation because how much it's changed my life. And there are situations that happen and I think I used to be so short. I mean, yes, I know I'm physically short, but I used to be quite short. Like, and it wasn't argumentative, but I would, I remember hearing myself say, I haven't got time. I've got all this stuff to do. I've got all this stuff to do. And I was just manifesting my time away with all this stuff to do. And actually, when I look back now, I am busier now than I ever was then. And I think my mindset has changed. That's what's different. My workload has got bigger because I created more because I wanted more. And then I'm not like, oh, I've got all this stuff to do and having a go about it. And I think, oh, okay, okay that's that's meditation that's done that and just the way my brain works now it's it's just oh it's brilliant it's so brilliant what it does and i know meditation is getting bigger now people are talking about it more but to have been doing it for years pretty much every day to see the changes this is why i'm so passionate about it so many of my podcast episodes mention it because it's such a big Game changer. Now, if you think, oh my God, I can't sit there and be with my thoughts, my thoughts are just crazy, she doesn't understand, it's different for me. Yeah, do you know what? It is different for you because it's different for everybody. And meditation doesn't get easier or harder, but it just is a different experience every time. Sometimes when I sit down, I can bring myself back to my breathing very easy. Other times I will be wandering off to the same thought over and over again and I have to bring myself back to my breathing and it's it feels like it's harder. Now I've got used to the fact of, oh, I didn't achieve meditation very well because I kept on thinking about other stuff because it's not about whether you think about other stuff or not. It's about being able to channel it back to your breath or feeling your feet on the floor whenever you do see your mind wandering off. So when we get into a meditative state through movement, like running, cycling, you find that your brain, whilst you might have clearer thoughts, you wander more and you don't get that same thing that meditation gives you. You don't get the neuropathways changing in your brain. You don't get that. You may feel good afterwards and I'm not saying you won't, but you don't get that same change, the chemical balance change in your brain. And that's what meditation does. It might not be why you went to do it in the first place, although now you know that you might think, oh, actually, I'm going to give it a go for a month or something, or even just try a week, a week or one minute a day. Take five deep breaths and try and keep all your attention on it. It's all you need to do. Don't need to do anything else. Um. So they do, some people say, and I'm not sure I agree with this comment, but it might be something that you take with you and you might think, actually, I like that comment. I'm going to use it. They say sometimes that people who don't meditate, but they do things like running or cycling and go into a meditative flow state that way, they sometimes say, oh, people who don't meditate and they do that instead are just running away from their problems. Metaphorically, yes, okay, the physical act of running or cycling, maybe you are physically going away from them, but I don't really believe that you are necessarily. But if that works for you, then feel free to literally run with it or... Not. <laughs> um, so if you do have real difficulty sitting down, because people who have much more anxious minds will find this very hard, and that's okay. You need to offer yourself forgiveness for trying because you will feel like you're not achieving, you'll then think, Oh my god, I'm shit at meditation, and that's what you'll be thinking about. <sighs> oh, your brain seriously it needs to learn how to be quiet. Um but we need to train it. So what you can do is use a meditative state, choose walking and you're not like, well, I've got to walk, I've got to get my steps in, I've got to do this. No, 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 no. Take, even if you are trying to get your steps in or whatever you're trying to achieve, use part of your walk, even if it's only for one minute, tune in to your surroundings. And you might be thinking, yeah, I do it all the time, there's trees, there's grass there or whatever. No. Tune in fully what color are the leaves on the trees are they dark brown are they light brown are there trees are they are are there leaves are they falling off the trees what season is it what's the temperature like on your skin can you feel the sun is there a drop of rain can you feel the breeze what can you feel with the ground what does the ground sound like when you walk on it what does it feel like is it spongy is it hard is it rocky you know are there puddles Tune in with all your senses. Go through all of your senses. Be careful with the uh, taste one. <laughs> if you're out, don't eat any weird berries or anything. But try and tune in to your senses in that moment. Pick a minute of your walk and just tune in. Because that will help you when you want to start trying to do meditation. Because when you do meditation, particularly mindfulness, you can tune in to your breathing. You can tune in to what it sounds like what does it feel like can you hear any sounds around you can you hear any noises from inside your body can you hear any noises if you're in a house like maybe from a fridge can you hear noises distant from a car or trees blowing in the wind outside so this is how you can take your steps to get to a point where you can actually try and meditate because I appreciate our minds are crazy as in like they are on it 24-7 and you're like, seriously, brain, give me a rest. Please give me a rest. But it won't just give you a rest because it is there to help you and protect you. So you need your brain to work, yeah? So we don't want to switch off the brain. Like meditation is not about making your mind go blank. It's about trying to rechannel your thoughts. So we don't want the brain to switch off. No, no, no. We want to gain control of those thoughts and when we feel ourselves spiraling we can bring ourselves back to the present moment. So those are the differences and my take on meditation versus active meditative practices. I really hope that you've managed to take some nuggets from that that will help you maybe this is going to start you on a path of meditation or maybe you think ah no not just yet but a meditative practice never thought about it like that maybe that's your route to go down first you have got to find your way throughout this it's it's not my way or the highway it is your way and your way is unique to you whatever you find works for you hold on to it And the more we regulate this stuff with our bodies and our brains, the more our brains can change the neuro pathways to be able to respond better rather than just react and fly off the handle. We don't want to shout at people we love. And this is our way of not doing that if you are somebody who can be a little bit short. So I'm going to love and leave you there. I hope you have an amazing day. Remember to lead through your life with your heart and to live with intention. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and on social media. If you have the time to rate or review this podcast, I'd be ever so grateful. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Jolene Sensual being. The links to my YouTube and to sign up to my mailing list will be in the show notes as well. I look forward to speaking with you again very soon.